gentlemen, welcome to episode 68 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are here with an all AEW episode. Forbidden Door was this past weekend. Well, AEW and New Japan episode. Yep. It was fantastic. Uh, overall, I'm honestly shocked it didn't go longer. It still yeah, went late. honestly, yeah. Uh, it went until a little bit after midnight, I'd say. it's shocking it wasn't longer because there were so many cards on the or so many matches on the card it was great though yeah i mean considering the amount of injuries that this card had to overcome but like we've seen this before with a lot of different wrestling pay-per-views where you know when when the chips are down and when guys are get called on to step up like this is their moment and like the guys stepped up on this card like we didn't have cm punk your AEW champion. Mm-mm. We didn't have Brian Danielson. We had somebody step up big time in his place. We had people step up in CM Punk's place. There, were, there was a lot of people that just, you know, for whatever reason, Kenny Omega wasn't on this card. Like the fact that we didn't even see CM Punk at all, at all, or Danielson Mm-mm. or Kenny Omega. Like all these people completely out and off the card. And this mat, this card still delivered in a huge way. I think for sure we'll get a second Forbidden Door pay per view at some point. Because you have to get Kenny involved, you have to get Punk involved, you have to get Danielson involved. Um, like the fact that those three guys, ba- debatably your top three guys in AEW, were not on this card, but the, uh, everyone else stepped up in such a big way. It was amazing. It was an awesome night for AEW and New Japan. We're gonna kick this off with the biggest moment of the night. Oh, it was so great! Brian Danielson was challenged by Zack Saber Jr to a match to decide who is the best technical wrestler in the world. And this is going back and forth because Dave Meltzer's uh, end-of-the-year awards for years, Brian Danielson was the best technical wrestler to the point that he named that award after Brian Danielson. And ever since, it's basically just been Zack Sabre Jr., Zack Sabre Jr., Zack Sabre Jr. And he challenges Brian Danielson. We're all excited. Brian Danielson comes out and says, nope, can't do it. Yep, still injured. Not cleared for this also not cleared for blood and guts. So we need, in Brian Danielson's words, you know, there's only one person that he trusts to take his place. And from him saying that, we all kind of knew where he was going. He also, like, presented it as it would be an AEW debut, that it was not somebody that was currently on AEW's roster. And everybody knew it. We all knew there were, like, chants immediately starting. And he was like, I'm not telling you. Like, this is going to be a surprise at uh, Forbidden Door. And listen, the only thing that was garbage was the camera angles. I know. AEW has this weird fetish for, like, they don't have the camera on the ramp when a debut is made. Right. They just pan to the crowd, and then we get to find out way after the fact, which I just, I don't fuck with that. No. I don't like, like that at all. We want to also be as surprised as the crowd while it's happening, not exactly. watching the crowd be surprised. But listen, when we heard that music, we knew who it was. Like no every, announcement. I thought nothing. Danielson would come out and like so announce did I. it. So but did no, I. Zach Sabre Jr. comes out and then huge pop for Claudio Castagnoli, Ugh. formerly known as Cesaro. He is all elite. He is in AEW. He is your newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club which is just the most stacked faction I in the just, world right now. And this, I mean, just the pop he got. The pop alone Props to was Chicago, by the crazy. way, for being Great a hot crowd, crowd from mm-hmm. minute one till the very last bell. This crowd was amped up. 
so hyped for this, and Cesaro got the biggest pop of the night. And we'll get into the second biggest pop to me because it's so random. But Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli gets the massive pop, and you can just see he's just so happy to be there. He finally gets, like, he gets recognition. We were all happy for him to be there, all of us, that everybody that was in the crowd, everybody at home, WWE wrestlers are posting about it. Everybody was happy for him to be there. He finally got recognition. It was about damn time we saw this man back in the ring. And, like, his music hit, and we just, like, it was just such a heartwarming thing. Like, we all knew that it was Claudio. We just all were excited, and out comes a Swiss Superman, and just... Ugh. And I mean, from the opening bell, just immediately attacks Zack Saber Jr. Huge uppercut, goes for the neutralizer, gets the uh, gets the two count. Crowd I was is popping. Genuinely huge. concerned that he was going to win in like three point five seconds, and yeah. I was like, that would be fantastic and also awful. I would have been terrible. Like, like it would have been, been so been cool, so but we would have been like, we really didn't get this match. <laughs> but this match was awesome because Zack Saber Jr. is so different, and Claudio can work with anyone in the world. The the way that they're both so technical, they they complemented each other so well, there could not have been a better replacement for Daniel Bryan. No, and I mean, it was just a back-and-forth battle. Zack Sabre Jr. gets in all his submissions and transitions. Claudio gets his power moves in. uh, And, like, throughout the match, there was hints of the swing. Yes. And Zack Sabre Jr. would back out somehow. Oh, so annoying. Claudio would get close, and then Zack Sabre Jr. So it was, like, that tease of, like, he's going to get the swing, but we don't Mm -hmm. know when it's going to come. He finally does get it, and, like... Claudio, he looked a little tired. He looked a little tired. <laughs> yeah, there were points where it's just like, okay, we get it. It's your first match back. Your first match back. You're a little bit gassed, but it was just, it was fantastic just to see him in the ring and to see him get the crowd reaction that he deserves, that we all wanted him to get, and like, and now moving forward because he does get the win. Dude, obviously he's put with the Blackpool Combat Club. He is put with William Regal. With Brian Danielson, with John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta, this is as if this a card couldn't get row. more stacked. Like, or not the card, this this little group. Like, how do you? How well, do you what put this him means in there? is that he is also in Blood and Guts. Yes. So he will be teaming with Moxley mm-hmm. and Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz to face off against the Jericho Appreciation Society inside of a steel cage. And, oh, it's gonna be like, so good. Props to Claudio for accepting that. Mm-hmm. Like one huge moment for for Forbidden Door, and then he's gonna be put into a just brutal match oh, to I kick can't it off. To say it. And um, Tony Khan did host like a media scrum after the fact. I love that that he yeah, does those. It's very interesting. Tony Khan, just, he's I don't know, he's weird. He's a weird guy. He he's, gives like these big hugs that like. But he's like such a he's such a fanboy. Fan. Yeah, like he's just it's like he's always meeting his heroes like yes. every time. And he mentioned that Brian Danielson called him up like eight days prior to the pay-per-view and was like, I don't I don't know about this. And Tony Khan's like, listen, if you're not sure, we don't want you to step in the ring. Who do you think would be mm-hmm. a good replacement? And Brian Danielson brought up Claudio, and Tony Khan said, I already have him under contract. He was planning on debuting Claudio at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view next month, but things just worked out. Things worked out perfectly. This could not have been more perfect. No, you could not. Like, I hope... Claudio gets a push for, like, the Ring of Honor world title. Yeah. get He doesn't need to be in the AEW world title scene, but, like, having him just hold on to some kind of major title, mm-hmm. especially, like, a Ring of Honor title, I think that's the best route for him to go. Wheeler Yuta already has, like, the pure championship. Dude, Claudio's body Moxley. was made to have a title around his waist. Yeah, it's been too long, man. It's been too long. 
get this man to the top of, of a card. I don't care what card yeah. it is. Even if it's Ring of Honor, it makes sense. But, yeah, going forward, this faction is no. stacked. Like, I'm genuinely scared for anybody that's going to go against them. But, like, this was just fantastic and such a great way to show that even with an injury that put somebody out last week. Last week, they didn't yeah. have long to prepare for this. It wasn't that they had this huge buildup of who's it going to be, whatever. They had, like, four days. Well, what we've talked about it on this show. Yeah. AEW has options. Right. You have options at the top. You have a stacked roster. You have guys that we don't even know are on the roster that Tony mm-hmm. Khan has signed, like, low-key. And, yeah, just that was the moment of the night for me. Uh, but we're going to kick – we're going to go back to the start because one of the kickoff matches featured the acclaimed versus the New Japan LA Dojo. I, we're not going to talk about the other pre-show matches because they, they didn't have any build. They're, they were fine. But the only reason I want to talk about the acclaimed is they got the second biggest pop of the night, and I don't care it who was knows it. Insane, like, absolutely insane. The Those acclaimed men is know what so to do on the mic. over. Max mm-hmm. Caster is killing it. Billy Gunn looks like just looks like he's Come thirty on. years old. Billy Gunn has no right doing the things that he does, being the way that he is, and looking still, the way that he yeah, looks. And it's still unbelievable. Just like dominating, like him and Max Caster win this whole match because the ass boys like went to the back all man at Danhausen. Like yep. they left the match and their dad wins. Max Cass and Daddy Ass. Like it's just and make also, them a new tag team. On. Give them the gold. Come on, give make them a, all of it now. Yeah, like, give me a, a Max Cass and Daddy Ass t shirt and I'll wear that shit proudly to any to any party. It was just uh, so great. The, they're so over with the crowd. That pop was insane. I remember I was like, why is this a buy-in match? Like cuz everybody loves the acclaim. Yes. But like they just like there's no story. They are no. never given a story. Push and like I get it cuz like Bowens is out, but you can push Max Caster and Billy Gunn as their own tag team. Yeah, for sure. People would get behind that. And then to kick off the actual Forbidden Door pay-per-view, we had I'm not saying the name. It's Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho <laughs> with Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Yumino. And awesome match to kick off the show. You had the Eddie Kingston-Minoru Suzuki battle that we all expected to happen. And then, of course, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho get this win. I do think that this match was the best match on the card to open the show because we had so many good uh, theme song, like entrance songs, yeah. that it really hyped everybody yeah. up. Yeah, you had Judas, you had Kazi Ninara, you yeah. had, I mean, it just, it was a great way to, to wake the crowd up. Yes, and like, murder grandpa's here. So like, yep. you know it's going to be a hell of a match. And Eddie it, Kingston got the crowd hype as yes, shit. Yes, like, it was a great match, a great way to start the show. Yeah, I don't like the fact that they were going by like, lost sex gods, but they won, so that's fine. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, I wish Ty Conti could be her own person again. That's the only, oh that's my the God, only I problem I have she with was this. Even just, ring, she was just ringside. Yeah, she's just like mm-hmm. Ty Conti has moved into just being Sammy Guevara's girlfriend and or yeah. fiance now. I don't like that. She's actually a really good wrestler. She was really showing like a lot of improvement, and I thought she could be like a really good babyface mm-hmm. female wrestler, and like we need those in AEW. But that's my only gripe. I continue to show on Sammy Guevara whenever I get the chance. And I guess, you know, that's one way of doing it. Um, and then, I mean, this match, this next match, FTR versus Rapungi Vice versus United Empire. Awesome. All the Awesome gold. tag match. FTR gets the win. They have 
All of the gold. All of it. Except your AEW Tag Team Championships. They better go They for are it. the AAA Tag Team Champions. They are the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and they are now the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Draped in gold, covered in it. This match was awesome. I love Jeff Cobb. He's just such a unique talent. Um, Trent Beretta showed out awesome performance i love tag team matches for that reason i think for the most part when there's a tag team match it really shows everybody's talents you know what i could say that about a handful of matches on this card where there was like four on fours or whatever and it was just so much talent in the ring at one time and they all work together well so well that it really really shows each individual person but like FTR, man. Another another group that the crowd is just behind. And you know what? Props to FTR because they went from heels to faces so organically. We've talked about it on yes. the show, so we don't need to go in it, into it too much. But they have turned full-blown babyface. Yeah. The crowd is in love with this tag team. Later on in the night, we had Bullet Club versus the Dudes with Attitude. So it was just the Young Bucks and El Phantasmo versus Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takagi. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is Young Bucks have those AEW World Tag Team mm-hmm. Championships. They were not on the line this night. No. There has to be a interaction between FTR and the Young Bucks soon. I'm assuming this week they'll do something. Like, I'm, I'm assuming that it'll be, like, maybe a backstage promo where FTR is just like, how do I carry all of these titles? And then the Bucks walk up to them like, you don't got all the titles, you know, or, yeah, like or something. Like, they don't like, have all the gold. They have, yeah. in AEW, they have three other promotions, yeah, which World is Tag so Team cool. Championships, which is awesome. So cool. And they look great with all the gold, but, like, there has to be... You know, something's got to give there. Right. And uh, the fact that the Bucks didn't even win this week, like, at this pay-per-view. No, props to Sting. That's the only thing I want to go into was Sting. What? Uh, I don't even know anymore, Dude, man. Like, he's another one. We've we said it this... before where some wrestlers just shouldn't be doing things that they were doing, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. And Sting is one of them. How is this man going to jump off the entrance at the, the beginning of the ramp and attack the Bullet Club as they're coming out. Like, he's, like, 20 years old. I don't recall Sting jumping off of anything 20 years ago. Like, why he is he doing He wants to jump off now? of everything. Now, Darby Allen is a terrible influence on Sting. <laughs> don't you dare he's talk about him Sting like that. jump off of stuff that he shouldn't be jumping off of. And I'll say this, El Fantasmo had an awesome showing here as well. I really liked him. I hadn't seen him before. Uh, I really liked him. But, yeah, dudes with attitudes, which... Like whatever with the name. Yeah, the, some of the, it was ha- fun. They had to think of names for these, for like for funsies at that point. Really fun spots in this match. Overall, pretty solid. Um, and then we before that we had Pack versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors. This was so funny for you, the All Atlantic Championship. Who, saying, who like, is Clark? Who Connors? is Clark Connors? Like he just kept asking it, but he was thrown in as a replacement for another injury. Like we had yep. so many injuries in not just AEW and New Japan. We also had these injuries in a in WWE as well. Obviously, that doesn't matter in this pay per view, but we did injuries have man. we did have a lot of injuries in this last m- month, just about and. Clark Connors got an advantage here. He was in this match for the new All-Atlantic Championship, and it didn't matter. He didn't win. Uh, You, I think, had Pac as the winner for this. I wanted Miro to win this match. It did not matter. I loved the finish of this match, okay? Just everything about it, because it set up for the future, and it was just an awesome ending. So we had... um, Miro has Pack dead to rights mm-hmm. in the game over for a while. Crowd super into it, 
And Pack gets to the ropes, he pulls him back, he gets him back in the game over, and then Malachi Black comes in and misses Miro. Yeah. So Black missed to Miro, and then Malachi Black is going to put Clark Connors into a submission, and Pack gets up top, hits whatever, like a 450 splash onto Malachi, and then puts Clark Connors in like the rings of Saturn and gets the submission victory. So Pack is your first ever. AEW All-Atlantic Champion. It's so deserved. Well-deserved. So Finally, deserved. with some gold. He was an AEW guy from day one. He was like their big signing from WWE. And all this all this time later, finally gets some gold. But, more interesting part, Miro got missed it. Right. So, we, would ass- we are to assume that Malachi Black and Miro will have some kind of feud, which I am About 100% it. down for. So behind that. And... Nobody, except for Dante Martin. Dante Martin's the only one that's been misted and had, like, no anything about it. I forgot he was even misted. Yeah, it was weird. So, like, they, like Dante Martin got misted, and then he turned on Matt Seidel to join, like, Team Taz, but then that didn't work out, so now he's just Dante Martin again, and nobody is... Yeah, we just don't know, talk about Nobody it. cares. <laughs> but, like, hopefully we do something here with Malachi Black and Miro because they both need programs. They both need yeah. something new, and that could be extremely interesting. With the House of Black versus Miro trying to destroy everything. Yeah, I think Miro is such a good wrestler. I mean, I've said it before with Pac, too. Like, he's just, he's one of the best. And it's nice to see him. It's not, like, his fault he wasn't recognized. It was always dumb circumstances. Yeah. Like, he COVID, was, like, yeah, like locked issues. out of the country. Yeah. Like, he could not get here for matches that could have potentially got him that gold and now he finally has it so well deserved very happy and then it, we also set something up for Miro in the future which I couldn't be more thankful for that and Clark Connors moving <laughs> <Right>. on <laughs> Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship it was a it was a solid match yeah and you know what's funny it didn't click for me at all until right before this match started they i love how they started the match because they shook each other's hand they locked up they got it was very respectful to begin the match and i I do love that but it did not click at all until an announcer said it both these women had to beat Britt baker to get here as if Britt baker is still like shit she's like the champion she's the gatekeeper of this whole women's division i don't i don't care she's not the champion nope yeah, both the champion and the opponent to the champion had to beat her to get to this match. And I don't know, that just like she is the gatekeeper. Like that just proves that. Well, this match was fine. It had it suffered in a way that a couple matches on this card did where it it, it kind of the finish fell flat. And this finish, you had Thunder Rosa hit the um her finish like the Thunder Rosa driver and first of all, just she planted Tony Storm right on her head. There Tony, was a few. Tony few Storm times. kicks out, and then she hits like Dustin Rhodes finish. She did a couple of different tributes to Dustin Rhodes throughout this match, but I didn't like it because that was the finish. Yeah, and like the crowd was just like, "Oh, ooh." There, there's another match too where we kind of all went, "Uh, was that supposed to end there?" Like, why not end it with that Thunder Driver? Right. It looked like it. It looked like death. Yeah. They should have just finished it there and then it had to go on like one more move. It just it it felt it was a great match until the finish. It just kind of fell flat. You could hear it in the crowd where they were like like I think they kind of expected the Thunder Driver to be the end of it and then like that uh, Dustin Rhodes tribute I feel like should have been kicked out of. Mm-hmm. But 
Tony Storm, she doesn't need the gold now, but I feel like retroactively, and like we said it in the moment, Tony Storm should have won the Owen Hart tournament. I agree, yeah. And her losing here mm-hmm. makes me think that even more. Yeah. Because Britt Breaker did not need that. No. Uh, but, you know, we can always run it back, or they can give Thunder Rosa somebody else to face. Her reign has been okay at best, I feel like. That's the problem. Like, Thunder because even, Rosa... like, even this didn't have a lot of actual build. No, like, she's too good to have this lame of a reign. I agree with that. Like, she really is. Like, she's a great female competitor, and it's great that she's a champion, but, like, the the championship that they're giving her, this reign that they're giving her, is just not what you'd expect, and it's very odd. Well, this match also felt kind of like an outlier, because yes. it was just two AEW people, and mm-hmm. Tony Khan did hint that, like, he did want to get some stardom people from Japan um, some of those ladies to come in, but, like, they were all booked or they didn't have passports to actually be booked on this card. But, yeah, this this match suffered from not being – like, there was no real build to it. Like, they tried with Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb to build that, actually. Yes. It, and even that kind of fell flat. This didn't have much of a build at all other than Tony Storm just beating Britt Baker. And, like, I feel like – I don't know. I feel like Jade Cargill was missing on this card. I agree with that. When she is I the star like, of this woman's division. Like she should not have Jade at all? Like, I don't know if you just – try to do like jade versus thunder rosa or you do like jade versus tony like, like i feel honestly, like that would have been something champion, would have been better if jade was here if we were going to do just an aew match it should have been champion versus champion so we should have done thunder rosa versus jade cargill not for anything yeah. just champion versus champion like just like that, for bragging rights yeah that yeah. would have been fun and and it probably would have been a but you know why you can't do that because thunder rosa probably should have won that and then you'd have jade with a loss Oh, right. You know, yeah, we can't, we can't do that Jade, yet. Like, Jade being undefeated is one of those, like, it's a blessing and a curse. Yes. Because so it has to be huge when she loses. Yes. And, like, you could have done it on this card. Mm-hmm. And it could have been Thunder Rosa. But you would have had to build something for it. Yeah. And, like, I, for all the props that Tony Khan gets, and he deserves them for, like, the way he's booked AEW, I feel like he's really let the AEW women's division down at least this year. Because I can't think of anything interesting that's going on other than Jade Cargill just existing. Yeah. I mean, he's got Tony Storm, so that's a plus. In his, like, that's like in his He has favor. all these people. He has yeah. Tony Storm. He has, like, um, you have Athena now. You have um, Ruby Soho. You have Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb. You have all these women that and can go. great. Yeah, all these women are very good wrestlers, and we're not doing anything with them. Yeah, he needs help in that department. But we also had Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title. This match was my favorite match on the card. Um, that's funny that you say that because obviously, like the Claudio versus uh, Zach um, Saber Junior was yeah, my I favorite. Mean, the last but four matches on this card did not; they didn't let up. No, it was just constantly so beating good. you over the head with insane. So talent. good, and you know it's weird. Uh, this Orange Cassidy versus Will Osprey, which when Orange Cassidy came back, you were like blown away that this was even going to be a match. I was. And this is the only match that Jim Ross announced all night. They brought him out for this match, had him announce it, and then he went back. No, he no he he announced other matches. No, he did not. I feel like he did. Mm-mm. Either way, it was weird that mm-hmm. they put Will Osprey. I looked that up. This is, was the only match he like, announced. Debatably, one of like the one of the three best wrestlers in the world, depending yes. on who you ask. He's got the IWGP US title, which is on the line here. He's also bringing his Revolution Pro title, which he wears everywhere because 
he doesn't have the IWGP title. They didn't explain this at all until Forbidden Door because Juice Robinson has the U.S. title. He refuses to give it up. Will Ospreay is like the interim IWGP champion, mm-hmm. but doesn't have the IWGP, uh, IWGP belt. They don't just – like AEW is just making another belt. Yeah, they'll just give you a second one. IWGP is like, nope, there's only one. If you don't give it back, too bad. <laughs> So Juice Robinson had like a promo yeah, where he, yeah, he talked juice about it. They kept juice and juice and juice and juice. And I literally thought they were talking about Orange Cassidy. No. It, juice Robinson, husband That's of Tony ho- Storm. This is hilarious. Is, yes. is the U.S. champion. He talked about how like this match is bullshit. This match was awesome. And it was Orange great. Cassidy comes out. Will Ospreay's here. And we get like we get some pocket interaction. Will Ospreay goes into Orange Cassidy's pocket, pull out a middle finger. So at one point, they tried to rip his his pockets out. That was weird. Yeah, that felt... That felt weird. <laughs> yeah, that felt weird to watch. You know, like, I don't want to go into that, but, like, at the, at the end of this match, they were beating down Orange Cassidy, and, like, they were, like, ripping his pockets out. It felt very... Eh. I don't know. Uh, but this match was awesome because Orange Cassidy is so underrated because people see him just as, like, a comedy act. Yeah, but he's so good. But he's so good. Like, everything he does is so crisp, and Will Ospreay brought that out. These two just went head-to-head in just an awesome match. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy looked fantastic. Will Ospreay looked like a world beater. Will Ospreay retains, obviously, to no one's surprise. Yes. But, like, after the match, United Empire's beating the shit out of Orange Cassidy, like we said, trying to rip his pockets out. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, Shibata's here. Crowd goes nuts. Shibata beats the shit out of UE. And then we get a stare-down. Of Orange Cassidy and Shibata. Cassidy puts the sunglasses on him, gives us the thumbs up. It just like Orange Cassidy is such a unique individual. Yeah. There is nobody like him look wise. There's nobody like him in ring wise. And I he'll he'll never get the credit he deserves. He probably should never hold any kind of gold just because he's too cool for it. Yeah, I like the idea of him not actually ever being a champion because, like, he is just like that. It, he's too cool for it. Like, that's exactly right. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And then, so, like, like, when he needs to that? care, he turns it on. Like again, this was my favorite match of the night. That I thought this match was awesome. I love his little kicks. They make me like genuinely giggle. Yes. And when he was doing that. And then all of a sudden, like, he just went in. And I was like, this is the Orange Cassidy that I love to see. Like, he is such a joke. And I didn't get it at first. I That's did, fine. I did not get it at first. And I remember you being in love with this guy from the jump. And I would just be like, I do not understand your infatuation with this man. Like, he doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. And then it just took, like, a few times for me to be like, oh, oh, okay. He's not always a joke. No, like he'll he'll, he'll put in those bullshit kicks yes. in, and the crowd goes nuts for it, and then the opponent will be like, "What are you doing?" And then he'll turn it on and actually go yes. for it, and just like the, it's like a scam. Like he's just out here, just like playing people. Yeah, like it's like that's probably the best way to put it. Like he will completely sandbag you till the very end and pretend like he's not into it, and then he'll turn it on and he'll surprise you. And like there were some real near falls in this match where we, they, it was like, "Oh shit, it's Orange Cassidy yeah. actually going to beat Will Osprey." It doesn't happen. Will Osprey retains, but I mean. I don't know if they're setting up like a Will Ospreay Shibata thing or if Shibata was just coming out. I know that he's had quite the injury history where, like, I'm not sure how active he's actually going to be going forward. Even the announcers were like, is he even cleared to be out here right now? Yeah, it was just, It was <laughs> like, one of those, like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, is it just bringing him out here just to bring him out yes. here as, like, the big surprise? Or, like, is it actually setting something up? But it was fun. It was an awesome match back and forth. And then we get to 
our four-way for the IWGP world title. It is your world champion Jay White versus Adam Cole versus Hangman Page versus Kazuchika Okada. And this match had the same problem that Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm did, but for a completely different reason. So we get a bunch of awesome back and forth. The crowd was insane for the start of this match. Before anybody even touches, it's a standing ovation just for the fact that we have these four guys in the ring at the same time. Everybody gives their best. It's an awesome performance by everyone involved. And then we get to the finish, and Okada's going to hit the Rainmaker on Adam Cole, but Adam Cole kind of ducks it. It was very odd. And then just, like, lays down. Mm -hmm. And then Jay White comes in, hits the Switchblade on Okada, and then goes and pins Adam Cole. But Adam Cole had just ducked the Rainmaker, but then Jay White gets the three count, and the match is over. And something was wrong. Clearly something was wrong because, I mean, everybody in the crowd knew it. Yeah. Everybody watching at home knew it because it didn't make any sense for what actually happened. You could see the medics coming down and, like, checking on Adam Cole, but then they weren't. Every time that the camera panned to either the audience or one of the other three guys that were in this match, it did not, like... It did not keep going back to Adam Cole. So, like, something exactly, was yeah. wrong. There was clearly, because they brought out Kyle O'Reilly and the Young Bucks. Um, they brought those guys down and, like, had, like, a little, like, stare down with, like, Jay White kind of walk past each other. But clearly, there was something more that was supposed to be happening. For, yes. One, to bring those guys down. But two, Adam Cole didn't get hit with anything for him to lay down and take the three like that. And he kind of tried to kick out. Yeah. But the referee counted the three anyway. We found out after in the media scrum with Tony Khan, it is a concussion for Adam Cole. It's his second concussion in like Jeez, two months. Yeah. So that's probably not a great sign. Um, but clearly it was supposed to be the Rainmaker actually lands on Adam Cole. It's probably best that it didn't. Yeah, for real. Um, and then you get the Jay White pin on Adam Cole. We figured it was going to be Adam Cole in here to take the pin anyway. Yeah. And that Jay White would probably retain. Um, and it was a great match. It was an awesome match until... Like, like that injury bug, that goddamn one. this forbidden door is it's so cursed. The month of June, bro. It's the month of June. Like it is just insane the amount of. This is what we get. We should have kept this door shut. Yes. And we opened Pandora's box, and everybody's injured. everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. But we thought that Jay White was going to win this. We thought that it would be by pinning Adam Cole. Every single man. This was one of those matches. Every man in this match just it, it showed their talents. They all worked really well together. There, it was all around the ring. It was all around a great match. And then just the epitome of for forbidden door we close this show with john moxley versus a hero tanahashi and this is for another interim title for the aew world title there's a long-awaited match between these two men and every pay-per-view is blood and guts yeah i mean they've been dancing around this one for years mox is not it's been no secret that Mox has wanted this match for a while. At least three He years. went on an excursion to Japan. He's called out Tanahashi numerous times. COVID gets in the way. Rehab gets in the way. All these different things get in the way. We finally get these two head-to-head. And this only happens because CM Punk is injured. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's just, a, it's you know, one guy's down. It's the next man up. And these two delivered. John Moxley, a bloody mess. A of bloody course, mess. I don't know why anybody would expect anything different. And he ends up getting the win. But, you know, again, it was one of those, like, it was probably pretty obvious. Yeah, like, I thought he was going to get the win here. And honestly, though, I mean, if you've heard me talk about John Moxley, there's no way you thought that I was rooting against him. So <laughs> it, it just it was one of those things where, like, Jay White was going to retain 
and then John Moxley was probably going to retain. It'd be mm-hmm. wild. I mean, if they gave the title to Tanahashi, it, I think a lot of people would have shit their pants. But it makes more sense to give it to Moxley because Moxley's going to be around. Right. He'll be in blood and guts this week uh, coming up. And, I mean, he's already a bloody mess leaving this pay-per-view. But then leaving this pay-per-view, we had Moxley and Tanahashi. They're showing respect to each other. And then Daniel Garcia and Jericho come down and attack him. Eddie Kingston comes down to help. Yuta, Santana, Ortiz all come out. rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Claudio comes down. It's a huge brawl to end the show. I did not like that. Yeah, it should have ended. It's funny because I was like, oh, okay, Moxley wins. He's like, they're showing respect, him and Tanahashi. And I was like, great, I'm going to bed. Literally went to bed. I didn't even see this brawl happen. I just got up, went to bed. No, and it then just, it I like felt... look, I see it the next morning and I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, this, this is not, like, it should have ended with just that sign of respect. It was. It should have ended either with those two shaking hands and respecting each other, or Punk comes out and like holds yeah. up his belt, and Moxley right. holds up his belt, and we and we get the shot there. I'm I'm shocked that we were in Chicago and didn't get a CM Punk sighting. I'm shocked that none of the guys who were injured, like we didn't see CM Punk at all. Daniel Bryan did, or Brian Danielson didn't come out. Like even there's a, a new picture floating around of the Blackpool Combat, and I'm honestly mad that Brian's in, or that Danielson's not in it. Yeah, I mean, they'll get that. Of course yeah, they will. we'll get but that like, eventually. Just, this, why wasn't he there just for support? Why wasn't Punk there? It was Chicago. Like, it was very odd that there were some people that we didn't see just to see them. Uh, but overall, fantastic show. Awesome show. Didn't care for the brawl at the end. Especially because, like, they brought Claudio out again. And, like, it didn't get the second pop. Yeah. It just felt like it was just, it was too much... It, it just felt like we took what was an awesome pay-per-view that could have just been its own little slice of, like, you know, this little sliver in time. And then it just made it into, like, oh, we, got, we have to advertise Dynamite. Yeah. And it kind of just, it felt cheap well, towards I the felt, end. I felt that way a few times. There's probably, like, one or two times that they did something backstage. Like, uh, there was another fireball incident with Jericho. And I was like, we don't... This isn't a paper... This is a pay-per-view. This is not a TV night. This is not just, like, a random dynamite or a rampage. We didn't need that interaction backstage. No, I didn't think we needed that ending We didn't need that brawl at the end. Great Uh, show. mm -hmm. Awesome show. And, you know, we can cut... We we are resetting some things because a lot of these guys we're not going to see again for a long time. Yeah. Um, there are still people that are injured that are out for a while. We yes. do not know when Danielson's coming back. We do not know when Punk is coming back. We don't know o- about Adam Cole anymore. Omega is still out. We thought he was going to be yeah. back for this. He is still out with no return date. What's happening with Adam Cole? Like, it, Props to AEW and New Japan for finding such great... Like, they such great problem-solving here. Found solutions in such a short period of time and put on a hell of a show. But, like, what is next? We have blood and guts next, and we don't know what's next with half these wrestlers. No, we just know that that Claudio Castagnoli is now part of the British... So uh, happy. The Blackpool Combat Club. So happy. We know Jay White is still your New Japan champion. We know Moxley is your new AEW champion. We know that Pac is a champion. We know that a- or FTR holds all the gold except for the Young Bucks mm-hmm. AEW tag titles. So AEW has a lot going on, but this coming Saturday, because we can't we can't just have a weekend. No. You know, this coming Saturday. Very excited. WWE's Money in the Bank, second best show of on the year. On a Saturday. On a Saturday. Oh, so good. Beautifully done on 4th of July weekend, too. Oh, just so nice. It's such a nice, just, I, I love a Saturday pay-per-view anyway. Yeah. But like on a three-day weekend, too. Love it. 
We have Bianca Belair. It was supposed to be versus Rhea Ripley. But guess what? Rhea's injured. Rhea got injured in her five way to get that title shot. So Such she a is weird replaced. Injury too. So we are blessed Ugh. to get Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Yeah, I was so mad during this match. It was like a five way, uh, four way or five way match to figure out who was going to be the champion. And I literally said like five minutes beforehand, I don't care who wins this match as long as it's not Carmella. Yep. And then. Carmella wins this match. I just, I'm not a Carmella fan like well, that. Here's why it made sense, though. Because it did make sense. Alexa and Liv were in this match. They're, They're already, already in, in the money in the bank. Yeah. And like, Oscar and Becky had a match later in the night to see who was exactly. going to be in the match. So like, really, it only left Carmella to win this. But like, God damn it. You know? It'll be fine because Carmella is, is underrated in ring. I think this match will actually be good. Uh, Bianca's going to win. I hope so. Obviously. I hope uh, she retains. So like, they we're not love even Carmella. Do, we're not even going to do picks for this. Bianca Belair wins this match. Spoiler so. alert. Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. Can you believe this? A feud <laughs> that exists on Twitter in a very just, you know, Natalia is fantastic on Twitter. Ronda takes days to respond on Twitter and, like, comes back with just some, just, I, I was going to say what's the opposite of heat, but it's, like, cool. Like <laughs> but she, it's not cool. But this is how Ronda is on the mic as well. Like, exactly. she just doesn't know how to converse. And I was thinking about this earlier, because Kurt Angle talked about how, like, he, AEW offered him, like, a 10-match deal, like, a year ago, and he, he just declined it because he didn't think he could do it. Ronda Rousey got so much, so many comparisons to Kurt Angle after, like, her first couple matches. Because people are like, oh, my God, she's picking it up so quickly. She's fantastic. Like, this is, is like, this is, like, Kurt Angle level. Well, the thing is, like, the wrestling part, kind of, like, the in-ring, yeah. Mm. You can kind of give it to her. Like, her punches kind of still look shit because you can tell she's clearly just pulling the back. But she wasn't a good stand-up in MMA anyway. She was shit on her feet regardless. Just, Kurt Angle had so much personality. Yeah, Ronda does not. Ronda lacks an actual personality. I will say it until I'm blue in the face. I don't know why. She doesn't want to be here. Why do I want her here? It doesn't make any sense. I I love Natty. I really do. But there have been times, especially recently, where I think Natty forgets that she's on live television and she's not just backstage training the women. That's my fear for this match is that it's going to look very rehearsed. Yes, um, and Natalia's going to do her best to make Ronda look good. Which and is fantastic, listen, Ronda's good been for having, Ronda's been having good matches on SmackDown. I'll give it to her there. But, like, this build, I, I just, I don't care about this match at all. I don't no. know whose idea it was to put Ronda versus Natalia. I get that it was supposed to be, like, Ronda versus Sasha, I believe. But that obviously didn't work. Yeah, we, we still s- don't have any we word still on have what's going on with, with Sasha. Or the tag team titles in general. This is... Raw, well, they don't exist anymore. Raw Women's Championship we have on the line. SmackDown Women's Championship we have on the line. We have undisputed tag teams on the line. We have United States tag teams on the line. We do not have... Or United States Championship on the line. We do not have the Raw and Women's Undisputed champion or Tag Team on the line. I think there's only one. But we don't, there's just one. Yeah, we but don't... But we, it's not. They we don't, don't even have just one anymore. They we're don't down, exist anymore. We're down to zero. So who do you have, Ronda versus Natalya? Ugh. Probably Ronda. She's gonna keep. She's gonna keep it. Yeah, I'm gonna say Ronda too. Usos versus the Street Profits. It's a the Street Profits time, man. Give so, it to them. Do you think the downfall starts at Money in the Bank? I wanted. We've talked about the downfall. We wanted all of the gold on the Usos because then there's nowhere to go but down, and it's going to be just a beautiful downfall. I love Money in the Bank, so I think it would be fantastic. There is just something about Montez Ford. I want. Dude's him. beefing up. Dude Yo, looks great. He looks fantastic. 
on like on the mic in the ring physically mentally he's here he deserves the gold put it on him yeah to go along with the theory that i proposed last week that i'm going to go into again today i'm going to also pick the street profits and i think there's just a better story to be told yeah if the Usos lose, and then it goes into what I'll get to later. This but, is a problem that we have where, with WWE. I mean, we've said it before, like, they're so predictable, but then also, once they start becoming too predictable, they start changing shit in a bad way, because the next match that we have lined up is Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship, and Theory needs to win this match. Yeah. Be the United States Champion going into... SummerSlam. SummerSlam, so that Cena can be against Theory. Also, Cena's going to be here this week on Raw, I believe. Yeah. And I can't wait we're to watch it. it. We're, they, we're setting it up. So, like, it's he, gone, I, it has to be Theory. So, yeah. we're both going to pick Theory here. Like, yes. it, it Right 100%. now, we've just picked all of the same people. But I know Money in the Bank, we're going to pick different people. So, for the women, Money in the Bank, Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, and Shotzi. Is that it? Is, that, is there another to be we determined? We have one more to be determined. There should be seven women. I think you only said six. So it's going to be... Then we have another... So it's Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi, and then Dewdrop or Nikki Ash or Shayna Baszler or Tamina or Becky Lynch or Xia Li. I'm Becky assuming... Lynch has had so many shots to be in this. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be. Um, I'm, I'm mad, man. I really want. I really wanted Bailey here. Yeah, that would be nice, but I also don't think you can safely put Bailey in a ladder match for no. her first match back. So we've talked about this before. Lacey Evans feels like the obvious choice here. She does. I just don't want her to win it. So I'll give it to Alexa. Okay. I'd, I'd rather have Alexa win it out of these women. Would you rather have Alexa Bliss win it over Liv Morgan, knowing Alexa's you know won before? You know what's funny? I looked at that after I said Alexa, and I have Liv's name written right next to Alexa, Alexa and I'm like, that'd be nice for her. But I, you know, I think I would, because Alexa's back. She's not... She's back in a, a kind of like a five feet of fury way, kind of like the little miss. Yeah, they gave her the microphone a little bit last yeah, week. Yeah, so that like, was nice. she's... I, I think I would rather have Alexa win out all of them. Raquel will be interesting. I'm going to be watching her a lot in this match just to cuz like I just I feel like there's, there's there's something there that they're just ruining. With Raquel, I agree with like, that. Ra- they've ruined Raquel Gonzalez she's and turned so, her into Raquel Rodriguez who's so bland and generic. She's so bland and generic and she went from being so powerful and dominant. Like it, yeah. it is crazy. So for the women, we're going to wrap this or for the men, we're going to wrap this up Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Omos, and Sami Zayn. Out of these 5, we still Also have- Riddle and also a to-be-determined. Interesting. I wonder who the to-be-determined would be. I don't know, but I'm going to go through my theory real quick. Yeah, because I think that Seth Rollins should prob- is probably going to win this until I heard your theory. So I think this all is lining up so beautifully if they choose to go this route for Sami Zayn to win the Money in the yes. Bank. As I stated last week, Sami Zayn, he wins the Money in the Bank. He presents it to the bloodline. This is my way in, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to be in the bloodline because we all have titles, except, like, the Usos don't anymore. So, like, I'm actually bringing more value as Sami Zayn than the Usos. They don't even have belts. I have the only way to get that belt off of Roman is in my hands. And also, he made it I'm a the point protector of the bloodline. Before his match, before he went out for this match to qualify, he said... 
like they were like, well, you're going to win and you're going to go against Roman. He's like, no, I'm going to win and protect Roman. Yeah, he'll be protector of the bloodline of the tribal chief. And yeah, if the Usos lose, even better. Even more way for Sammy to be smug and be like, you guys don't even have anything to to bring to the table. Sammy Zayn and then have him cash in and fucking win one of the titles. Have Sami Zayn win one of Roman Reigns' championships. Fantastic. I love me some Sami Zayn. I think this would be so, so good. Give him a Seth Rollins moment. Like, if you're not going to give it to Seth Rollins to do again, give it to Sami to do. Well, what's your Seth Rollins theory? The same thing. I think they would just run it back. You think so? It's, you think it's going to be Roman, the Brock Roman? It's going to be Roman versus Brock at SummerSlam. Why wouldn't we just run that back with with Seth Rollins? Have Seth win Money in the Bank and then just have him come out and dominate whoever loses? But I think Sami Zayn exactly. could do it too. Yeah. And I think it's either funnier, way, it's funnier with yeah. Sami Zayn. It is the perfect fan theory that you have going on. I love Sami Zayn. He does not get enough credit, and I. Perfect. I think that is absolutely fantastic. It is very, very rare that I ever root against Sami Zayn. When we print out those match cards and we do our picks before all of our pay-per-views, there are like three people that I refuse to root against, and it is Sami Zayn, Randy Orton, and John Moxley. I will never root against them. And like, he's on the card. He's on the match. I have to pick him, I feel like. I cannot wait to come back next week and talk about how Drew McIntyre is the- <laughs> Is the winner of the Money in the Bank, and I'm oh, going to be furious. No. Or Omos, like randomly give it to Omos. No, like he, be, he's too big really to bad. be. When Omos wins and qualifies, I was like, he's too big to be in a ladder match. He's too big. Yeah, like we need a smaller guy that can we climb. Have, we Omos. have big men in this match. Yeah. Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Omos. Those are big men. Well, Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins are both six foot plus. Like That's those are not point. small guys look, either. They look small next to those. Like other we three. need Ricochet in this match. I think. Yeah, like, but just Ricochet, to climb Omos. Ricochet is not going to be in this match. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. I'm pretty decided? sure. I've, uh, there's no way they don't like Ricochet like that. I feel like we just need somebody that can climb Omos. Maybe it's Riddle. I don't know. But, yes, I feel like Sami Zayn, put the money in the bank on him. Have him cash in at SummerSlam after Brock and Roman beat the shit out of each other. Have Sami beat one of them. I don't even care who. Fantastic. For one of the belts. Don't put both of them It would be even funnier if he beat Brock. Because then he could say, Roman, I didn't go after you. Yeah. I beat Brock. Yeah. And then just have that. Just, oh, God. I just, (laughs) it'd it'd be so much fun. Give Sami Zayn money in the bank, give him a championship, and then we can all just go home happy. Yeah, all of us. And we will have an all money in the bank episode next week, especially with it being on a Saturday. We will be back to putting out episodes on Monday. Doesn't matter that it's the 4th of July because we can record on Sunday because yeah. a Saturday pay-per-view. So make sure you're following us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.